So praise the God tonight. I'd like to talk about this topic, which I believe God showed me the other day. And uh, basically it's this. Have seen ears, not ancient ears. Have seen ears, not ancient ears. Okay? Pagkaroon tayo ng mga tayo na nalimsik. Hindi mga tayo na nangatin. Okay? And if we have a foundation works for this, it's based on 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, chapter 4, verse 1 to 5. Let me just read this. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead, and his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. But the time will come when they will not endure some doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have ancient ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, and pure fictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Now when we talk about uh, seeking ears, I'm talking about someone who is desiring to know the truth. He might know a lot of things, but his desire is that he, want to find, he wants to find out which of the things that he knows are based on the truth. And so he's doing a lot of seeking, he's doing a lot of studying, he's doing a lot of searching, just so that which ones that he knows are based on God's truth. Okay? And when we talk about looking and searching for the truth, I'm not looking for different sources of the truth. There is only one source of truth that is God. As a matter of fact, Jesus Christ says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the love. When Jesus Christ said, I am the truth, that means there are no other truths besides him, except him. He is the living word of God, and what we have is the written word of God. Okay? If Jesus Christ says, I am a truth, then if he said it was just a truth, then we would say that there are many sources of the truth. It's not just much. But Jesus Christ said, I am the truth. That means there are other so-called things outside there that contradicts what God is saying. Okay? Then praise be to God, we must learn to choose and believe that which God is saying. Amen? And when we talk about ancient years, we're talking about people who are not interested in the truth, as God said it. If what God says is something that they like, okay, they will accept that. But if what God says is something that they don't like, then they reject that and find somebody else who will uh, say what they want to. So they want the truth based on their own terms. They don't want truth based on God's terms. They want truth based on their own terms. 
They are people who want to define the truth according to their culture. They want to define truth according to their perspective. They want to define truth according to their personal preferences. In other words, they want God to adjust His truth for them instead of changing or adjusting or being transformed. Okay? They want God to change and revise His truth to perform their ideas. The Bible very clearly says that when we come to God, we must be transformed how? By the renewing of our minds. Okay? It's not God who has to change. We are to change. If what God says is different from what we learned, then we don't demand that God change for us. But rather, we submit ourselves and change according to what God says. Amen. Okay? So basically, if there's going to be a message tonight, it's this. Strive to remain faithful to the Lord's Word. Strive to remain faithful to the Lord's Word and resist those who revise or change its intended meaning just to suit their own personal preferences. Let me say that again. Strive to remain faithful to the Lord's word. Actually, strive to remain faithful to the Lord's word. The second one, remain, okay? For those of you taking down notes, I'll just say it again. And resist. Resist those who advise or change its intended meaning to suit their own personal references. Okay? Resist those who change, uh, resist those who revise or change its intended meaning to suit their own personal references. Okay? Right now, uh, in, in, in the uh, the, the, the agent we are living right now, we are living in an information age. And in our information age, we've been given such technology, all of us can become publishers. If you have Facebook and you're able to publish your thoughts, your ideas on your Facebook page, and people get to read them, you become some sort of a publisher. Okay, maybe it's not a book that you're publishing. But you can publish your own ideas, or you can publish somebody's ideas. Okay? And because of this, we are getting, we are being bombarded by different kinds of information. And if we're not careful, just because an information is coming from a friendly face, or someone we consider we are familiar with or close to, does not mean only you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? So, what makes the information right? It's not because the one who gave that to you is your friend. What makes the information right depends on what you said. Okay? God, if that information comes from God and it's worth then we can trust Him. Do you understand what I'm saying? We can trust Him. 
But if that information is not based on that, then uh, be very careful because there are some things that sound nice, okay, but not exactly correct. For example, I'm sure you've heard of the statement, get your get a life, okay? And basically, the idea behind that message, get a life, is saying that, you know, you're too busy doing something. Have some time to enjoy yourself. Okay? Do something that you will want to enjoy. Have time for pleasure. Or maybe you're too committed to your work. You're too committed to your ministry. You're too serious concerning church. Well, some people think that being involved in church is not something enjoyable. And so they say, what goes about? Get a life. Another final summary that is more enjoyable than what you're doing. And, you know, it, it sounds nice. Do you understand what I'm saying? But the unspoken implication is this. There is no joy in doing God's work. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? There, there, there is no joy in fulfilling what the Lord is wanting us to do. Which is further from, which is far from the truth. The Bible very clearly says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Okay? How about this? Don't worry. Be happy. What's wrong with that? Who, wants, who doesn't want to be happy, right? Right? We want to be happy. But the problem is the world has changed. Holiness for happiness. Okay? If doing what God wants, which is a holy thing, will not make me happy, then I would rather do something that will make me happy. Okay? If coming to church on a Sunday is not as enjoyable as going to the beach on a Sunday, then I'd rather be at the beach. If being in church during a holy week and listening to teachings and, and rehash sermons, and unprepared uh, uh, presenters. It's not enjoyable. I would rather be on the beach because I would rather be happy on that day. See, one of the things that Jesus Christ tells us is this. So, I mean, if you're going to follow me, you must learn to deny yourself. You don't become happy by denying yourself, right? As a matter of fact, pag hindi tayo pagbigyan ng pagkustuhan mo, yung isa yung tao, nag-i-explain sa'yo, nagtatanong ka pa. But gusto mo kasi, ikaw yung pagbigyan. Even if sometimes someone explain you, that's not good for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? And so we need to understand that certain messages might sound right, might sound nice. But we need to understand if we're going to allow things to enter our mind and in our hearts, we must be careful to make sure that those things that enter our hearts are those things that God has spoken to us. Because the little things that we allow to enter in will open us up to bigger things. See, when the enemy tries to come and to come at us, you know, uh, for people that push over us and yet, he comes out with a light of mind. 
But for some people who, you know, for Christians, he doesn't come up with a lie outright. He comes with little things that sound nice, okay? And when we allow them in our lives, they become stepping stones to bigger lives in our lives. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? And so we need to understand that this is a message that St. Paul gave Timothy while he was preaching during that time. And one of the things he said here is this to Timothy, the preacher. And we can say, well, preacher, I want to take the Me, I'm just a man. You need to understand that. The choices that you're acting on, the values that you are adopting, the lifestyle that you are living, the message that you are communicating, these are things that you are broadcasting to your friends, okay, to your community, to your job, wherever you want. Only one of them, okay? And so maybe you're not preaching the way Timothy is preaching from a pulpit, but based on our attitudes, based on our values and priorities, we are broadcasting something to someone. Okay? I think the one uh, St. Paul said Timothy, first of all, Sabinian, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? In other words, he said, you know, when, you, when you're doing ministry to, to Timothy, he said to him, it's not that you're doing this in a void, okay? You're doing this in a word where anything goes. No, second and all, you're doing this before God. You are doing this before Jesus Christ. This is something that we as a generation need uh, to take back in our generation. Because most of the people are not generation when they make decisions, when they make their lives, they, they make their decisions and live their lives as if God was not around. They make a decision and they live their life as if God is not there. We need to understand that God is there and that God pays attention to what we're doing. God pays attention to what we're saying. God pays attention to the priorities that we have in life. You understand what I'm saying? And it says here, and therefore charge you before God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. I think what he said. Uh, he's going to come back again. He's going to appear again. Alright? Many people live as if that's not true. And then it says here, he will come and judge. Now there are people today who are saying, there's some, some of them are Christians, some of them are Christian leaders. They're saying, God is a God God and doesn't judge anymore. Have you ever heard that? I mean, because of the grace that God has given to us, it's okay whatever we do. Instead of having Christians who are living God's standards in, in a way that they are transforming the world, we have Christians, so-called Christians, who are God, the culture and the values of the world, and they blend with the world. Uh, the Bible says, when you live your life 
in the world. Okay? As a Christian, your life will offend someone. Your life will offend someone. I remember before, uh, I was in a grocery in Manila, and so I'm, I'm standing there and, uh, you know, instead of doing nothing, I took out my small Bible pocket Bible and I started looking at certain scriptures that I was uh, reflecting on, so I was looking at things. I didn't know that one of my batchmates from college was there and then he got my, she got my attention. She said, I'm going to Apparently, you know, I didn't even know she was there. I didn't even know. I didn't know this is But she apparently noticed what I was doing. And she got offended. Why? Because I was reading a Bible inside a grocery. What's wrong with that? I'm not standing on the cashier's table and saying, repent. I was just minding my own business, reading with God is You understand what I'm saying? Okay? So, no payola, when it was okay to do that, can you imagine the times that we are living in today? Okay? There is one Pentecostal pastor in one of the cities of the U.S. Uh, he rented advertising space. They sell basta. In the basta, there is a bench. Okay? Alagay ko sa bench, this rent. So, ginawagan niya yung numero. He called the number. He said, I'd like to rent that space. And they asked him for some money. Binayari niya. So now we advertise something there. Simulan niya, Jesus is the way. Pinawagin siya ng anong atong nung mehari mo sa kanya. We will not do your contract anymore. Why? Because the name of Jesus opens the way and takes speech. Can you imagine that? That's in America. Okay? Why, why am I paying attention to this? Because we have a tendency to adopt, to import what's going on there. Basically, we call them a great brother. So, what do we get out of the way? What do we get out of the way? Hello? I mean, they have a show, you know, big brother. And then, I'm not going to get out of the way. We have a tendency to adopt whatever they're doing because we think that whatever they're doing is impending. Okay? So we need to understand that. And, you know, I understand that for the Philippines. But for the church in the Philippines, we must have more discernment. I mean, it's a doubt. In a world where there is no God, everything is purposeful. And they act like if there is no God. Okay? 
They come up with shows like uh, uh, Lucifer. I think it's okay. And some of them are thrilled that some of the people in the church are getting offended by this. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? I mean, in the US, a Muslim can get a gun and kill 49 people randomly in a university or somewhere. And then, when everything is done, they point out the problem with gun control. It's not because he was a Muslim. It's not because of the philosophies of the Islamic uh, religion. But it's because of the gun control. It's the fault of the gun. And then you have a Christian who owns a nation. And then two gays come to that particular Christian and ask that person, can you make us a wedding cake for gays? And the Christian says, I can't do that because of my conscience. It comes out in the papers. The Christian is a hater of big guys. Okay? Someone who doesn't want to do everything right. Why can a person of the Islam religion get away with murder? And someone who is a Christian who doesn't want to make a cake for gays because it uh, offends or it's against God's word gets penalized that she has to pay fine so big she's driven to balance. You understand what I said? I never thought I would see this in America. It's not that. You understand what I'm saying? And so if this was important then, it's so much important today. He said, don't you know, he's coming back. And when he comes back, he's going to judge. Okay? He's going to separate those who are his Okay? From those who are not. Those who are his will give them the blessing of living with him in heaven forever. Those who are not will be, will be allowed to go to a place where they, you know, uh, where, where God is not supposed to be. Because they rejected the presence of God, they will be put in a place, and that place is called hell. That's not popular preaching today. Many people avoid preaching hell because it is not popular. We understand what I'm saying? Okay? And so, somehow, by taking something out, just by overemphasizing something and taking something out, the message is beginning to change. Today, they've they've been talking about God as love, not really emphasizing God as righteous. Alright? God is just. And so some people think that because God is love, everything is permitted. It's not. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so this is something that we're uh, acting today because we don't want to become victims 
of perception. That's what will that, that's what will come along. Let me ask you this. What if a well-known church comes up with a revelation that there is light and space that aliens are real and they have evidence to prove it? And you see videos of this because I've seen videos. Will you believe that aliens are real? Will you believe that there is an extraterrestrial life? Because that I see is the new kind of deception that is going to come along. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is more scientifically sophisticated. Right now, there are many leaders who are making the church as backward. Not given the progressiveness. Okay? And so, if someone like me would say, no, they're not aliens, they're just demons in disguise. And see, not well. That is not modern reason. And they use ridiculous to do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? For me, God didn't mention anything about that. Okay? He said, it's the earth. Man created in his image. If there was something else out there, I believe he would have told us. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? So you need to understand that, church. Then he said here, to Timothy, Timothy, no matter how difficult the conditions are, preach the word. It might not be comfortable. It might not be popular. It might not be convenient. Okay? It might paint you as a hater. Because for many people in the U.S., the Bible is Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? Proclaim, in other words, he's saying Timothy. Timothy, no matter what happens, Proclaim the truth of God's message the way God said it. Don't change it. Don't revise it. Simply because you want to be able to please your audience. That's not your point. You do it because you want to please God. So, yeah, uh, be ready in season and out of season. Renew, exhort, all our suffering and things. Yeah, uh, Sunday I was in that way. We had two Eucharists, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. Because they had no proper communication, okay, I found out at the last minute, while the gospel was being read, the second service, that it was a different gospel from the gospel that we uh, celebrated in the morning. The gospel we celebrated in the morning, that was the right gospel. That was the gospel that you had here. And all of a sudden, in the afternoon, when uh, uh, the priest of that particular parish started reading the gospel, I said, oh, this is not the gospel in the morning. I don't have notes for this. And I didn't even know this is the gospel. 
it was brought to me. Later on, I found out it's a lack of communication. Okay? And I said, Lord, I basically know, uh, uh, because I have read the scriptures, so I know what this passage is. But there must be something in this passage that you would like to speak to the people in the church. I can force the gospel of Allah, I will be split. Okay? But I don't want to dishonor the gospel that is read to me. Because I think that's you also. And maybe it's, it was a mistake, a lack of communication. But I want to honor the gospel that was read to me. I don't want to go off topic. And so, Lord, this is not what I'm prepared for. I will to get the one. But praise God, then He gave me something the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to stand in that open. And I'm going to open my mouth. And I'm going to trust that you're going to fill it. That's what your word says. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. Yeah, you apprehend your voice. You, you're given like 30 minutes to preach. You run out of things to say, and you end up about seven minutes without the time. Those are the things that are there, but I said, Lord, you are God. You've given me the Holy Spirit. That's the gospel. I'm going to preach of that. Forget my notes. So I started opening my mouth. And I started sharing. I was getting thoughts. And I was feeling And I found out later on, I was going beyond 30 minutes. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, when you are in agreement with God, God, I think of God, I think of about him again. And so, we need to understand here why, why this is important. Because in the directions that St. Paul gave Timothy, he also gave Timothy a glimpse of what God said will be happening in the last days. And when I talk about the last days, the last days started when Jesus Christ came. But that was the beginning of the last days. Okay? Hello? Kung bagay, parang sinasabi natin, nanonood kayo ng series. Okay? Season 1. 10 episodes. Alright? It's as if when Christ came, that was the beginning of that season. Nasa episode 1 and 2 pa lang. Right? Right now, nasa pinali na tayo. Jesus Christ coming started the last days. And time went along. We are now nearing the end of the last days. The last of the last days. You understand what I'm saying? Okay? Now, some things the same Paul said to Timothy. Okay? We have Timothy 1, Timothy 2. This is what he says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly says, when he says, the Spirit expressly says, that means he was clear about this, he was not vague about this, he was not suggesting, he was not giving a hint, he was saying it directly, he was saying it clearly, he was saying this is specifically going to happen. Okay? Now the Spirit expressed, he says, that in the latter times, that's the last thing, that's us, in the latter times, some will depart from the faith. 
Okay? Now, when he says, some will depart from the faith, it doesn't mean automatically mangyayari sa atin yun. It doesn't mean that we're doomed. We can't hold on to the faith. Because the Bible says, we'll depart from the faith. No. What the word, what the Holy Spirit is wanting to show us, that this is something that's going to happen in the last days. He's making us aware of this so that we will not follow this trend. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is advanced information. This is advanced warning. So we can be prepared. We can recognize when this is beginning to happen. So that when it happens, we're saying, okay, I don't care if people are going there. I don't care if that's the popular thing. I don't care if everyone who has names, you know, celebrities and things, they're going there. No. And I'm not going to leave the faith. It says that in latter times, many will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Okay? Now, what's that mean? A deceiving spirit will not teach you the truth. A deceiving spirit will twist the truth. A deceiving spirit will take away from the truth. Okay? And uh, another thing that he said, he said, uh, these are going to be the characteristics of the people living in the last days. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, I'll just read from verse 1 to 5. But know this, okay? They know. He didn't say, it's okay if you don't know this. What you don't know will, will, not, hurt, will not hurt you. That's not what he said. But know this, that in the last days, perilous or dangerous times will come. Okay? For men will be lovers of themselves. They will love themselves more than they love God. Instead of saying, love the Lord your God with all your strength, all your soul, and all your mind, they will love themselves. They will love themselves with all their strength, with all their mind. Between God's desires and their desires, they will become lovers of themselves, lovers of money. Okay? They will be willing to miss God's events just so they can be in a money event. They will become boasters, proud. Have you noticed when people take selfies right now? They have different modes than at a while for them to come in out of two. You understand what I'm saying? They do it in an attitude. Says here, they will become blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, okay? Unholy. Well, that's, you know, if you go against what God is saying, okay? Unloving. <coughs> Think about of the many babies that are being sacrificed today. Because of different reasons. So what was it happening with that? Uh, so what was it happening with that? Okay? Unloving. But how could you kill a baby? Unforgiving. It's going to be one of the uh, conditions of the last days. 
People are more interested in payback rather than forgiving. Slanderers without self-control. They do whatever they want to do, good or not. Brutal. Have you seen the movies today? Chopping heads, blood gashing out. I mean, there were times when we were watching movies, those things were just suggesting. They're not shown. Okay? The spices are good. I mean, who else was it we look after today? Is it the guy with a clean language? Or is it the guy who drops F bombs in their conversation? Because we think it's cool. Okay? We've got a president who thinks it's cool, and every time he says something, he curses someone's mother. And we think it's cool. Okay? It says here, traitors. Headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Did you get that? Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. It means something that I will enjoy and what will please God, I would rather choose something that I will enjoy. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. They know religions. They know the buzzwords. They know the right words to say. They sound spiritual. But, Sabrino, they don't have the power. They only look religious. They only sound spiritual. But there's no spiritual power present. Okay? They are more interested in how they look towards others. Okay? They're more interested in how they appear, how they talk, how they look in church. Outside, they don't care. Siguro noon, hindi talaga natin makikita. Eh, ngayon. Wala nang pinalala mo sa palimina sa Facebook. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it says here, I inform Godliness, but I deny its power, and from such people, turn away. Now, think of what it says, no? Pag-inform Godliness, with your partner, same one says. For the time will come, when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itchy ears, they will keep up for themselves, teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and return to fables. Anything that is not based on the truth of God, according to God, it's a fable, it's a myth, it's a fairy tale. And today there are many messages that are coming out. Uh, people want a Christianity that only talks about prosperity, pleasure, success, and blessings. They don't want Christianity that talks about sacrifice, commitment, okay, and giving. Uh, there's some Christians who talk about forgiveness without repentance. There's some Christians who talk about anger, grace, and it's based on the truth that the sacrifice of Jesus is, you know, is a sacrifice of faith for all saints, past, present, and future. That's true. But the conclusion that they have is wrong. They say that means we can live our life any way we want to. It's okay because He paid for it. No. Jesus Christ did not pay for our sins so that we can enjoy sin without penalty. 
Jesus Christ prayed for our sins so that we might be delivered from that. We might learn to live a heavenly life while we're still on the earth. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? Then there's the teaching that there's no more hell today. I've heard that. But I'm not here. They say it's not in the love of Jesus. Oh, you're not in here. It's still there. It's not as powerful as it used to be. Because I know in the great white throne judgment, hell and death will be thrown into the lake of fire. If hell does not exist today, what will be thrown into the lake of fire? Some people say, fulfilled may not really. That's fulfilled. This is heaven. There are people who are getting killed today. Just recently, uh, a Chinese ship launched a test missile across our shores. No, not really across, but within our shores. Okay, it's a show of strength. Okay. This is heaven with all the problems going on in the Middle East, with the war with Israel, uh, with the war with the uh, with, with the the, 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 of the Muslims, the Shiites and the Sunnis, the murders of God's kingdom, the fulfillment of that. Because He says it will be a kingdom where there will be no more pain, no more tears. Okay? We still see people in poverty today. In God's kingdom, there will be none who will be poor. We just heard a testimony of us praying for the sick. In God's kingdom, there will be no need to pray for the sick. There will be no disease. Do you understand what I'm saying? But don't tell me it's fulfilled. It's not. Okay? Because if it's fulfilled, I should be seeing my dad right now. I should be seeing my brother right now. Because during that time, those who are dead will be raised from the dead. You understand what I'm saying? They're telling me it's fulfilled. It's not. Okay? I know that because that's what the Bible is saying. Uh, they say you can live your life any way you want to without consequences. That's not true. Uh, we have same-sex marriages. I understand if that's the word. There are churches who are adopting this. There are ministers who are portraying this. There are ministers of the so-called gospel who say this God is not, this is acceptable. It's not. As far as I'm concerned, according to the word of God, it's still a sin. It's not changed. Okay? And so we need to understand that these things might sound nice. And some of them are even quoting scripture. How will you know the false? By knowing all of your arguments? No. You will know the false if you are familiar with the truth. If you know the truth, but we need to understand, we need to uh, know what the Word of God is saying. That's why it's so important to have study sessions like this. Okay? Now, God warns us about changing what He says. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2, Sabinia, you shall not add to the word which I command you, 
go and take it from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. God says you will not have, you will not take it. Deuteronomy 12, verse 32. Whatever I command you, be careful to observe it. You shall not add to it nor take away from it. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 6. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you, and you be found alive. To be rebuked is to be resisted by God. Okay? Now, I don't want to be at the end of God's resistance. There's no winning against me. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I would rather be at the end of grace rather than the end of God's resistance. So you do not change the meaning of the Bible. Revelation 22, verse 18 to 19, tells us basically, although this is something that he talks about, the book of Revelations, this basically applies the general idea, general principle applies to the word of God. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. You have something? Your punishment will be added to you. You take away something? Your inheritance in God's city will be taken out. Ganon, as if you also about tampering with this word. Do you understand what I'm saying? And lastly, Matthew 5, verse 18. But assuredly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, one child or one tittle will by no means pass from the law until all is fulfilled. In other words, one period, the little look about the eye, or the cross of the letter B. So in this little things, not one of this will pass. Everything will be fulfilled. That's why we can't change this. We can't modify it. We cannot revise it. You know, we need to be able to uh, live our lives the way God says We do not want to change it because there are consequences to that. There are ample warnings concerning this. It's not about a lot of scriptures, but I have no more time. Amen? How many of you learned something today? 